G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Well, the biggest political news this week has without doubt been the resignation of the Victorian Premier Dan Andrews. He's been the focus of many a conversation on 2020 over the years, usually coming under harsh critique for his anti-Christian crusade, severe restrictions of freedom, of faith, of speech, of expression, the legalisation of abortion to birth and euthanasia, parental rights trampled over, gender-fluid indoctrination in schools, and the criminalising of Christians who dare to pray for someone with an unwanted gender confusion. And that's not to mention the challenge of COVID, where those lockdowns affected so many Victorians, and uh, even rubber bullets used to try and uh, get rid of crowds who were gathering to protest. Well, and that's not even mentioning the issues around debt. Well, Bill Muhlenberg has been one of the harshest critics over the years, and he's been reflecting on this week's announcement. Bill Muhlenberg, welcome back to 2020. Many thanks indeed. Well, Bill, I might just, for listeners, uh, just say the title of one of your key blog articles this week says, The Dictator Departs, Let the Celebrations Begin. Uh, You were clearly very happy to see uh, the announcement this week. Well, sure was. Uh, Hopefully uh, millions of Australians were. Uh, You know, I get people all around the country saying they're glad to see Dan Andrews gone. You know, I live in Victoria, of course, as do five million others. And for many of us, it was a, it was a very tough run, as you say, the two years of COVID madness, the lockdowns, the destroyed lives, destroyed businesses, destroyed economy, loved ones not able to see each other, even in their deathbeds, uh, in weddings, Borders, lockdown, I mean, the list goes on and on. Then there's the financial mismanagement, uh, biggest debt in the entire country, greater debt than New South Wales and Queensland combined. Um, Well, I mean, one major project after another, he absolutely blew uh, a billion dollars of my tax dollars and our tax dollars on a road that was never built. Uh, $400 million on Commonwealth Games that Dan thought, "Ah, nah, we don't want them. Uh, We could do this all day. Just the financial mismanagement, the scandals, the corruption, the Teflon uh, uh, coat that Dan always wore. It doesn't matter how many horrible things he did, how many things he messed up. He could get away with it. He never was found uh, Well, he always managed to get himself out of a jam, and, uh, well, half of the inquiries were whitewashes anyways, just like we now have uh, uh, Albanese, his buddy, wanting to have a so-called inquiry into COVID in the responses, but he said none of the states will have to answer, which is absolute madness, right? It was the states who did the lockdowns. It was the states that closed the borders. It was the states that destroyed small business. On and on we go. 
So many are thinking, well, a good time for Dan to go, because if by some miracle this uh, whitewash of an inquiry does actually include the premiers and the states, well, he could be in for a lot of hot water to finally have to give an account as in a royal commission for what he did. So for a lot of reasons, you can see why he up and ran, even though in November he was elected, he said he'd be here in the full term. Uh, well, that was what, nine months and, uh, he's gone. So, uh, you know, he, he said he changed his mind. Some of us might say, well, that's, that's called a lie actually, Dan, but anyways, I'm happy he's gone. Uh, millions of Australians are happy he's gone, but yeah, we'll see, uh, what the next two, three years, uh, brings about. I think listeners can hear the smile in your voice <laughs> as you describe those things. And uh, really, I don't think that there's been an exaggeration in those things you have been describing about Dan Andrews. And of course, as Christians, we recognise we're called to pray for our leaders. We pray for our leaders, be they good leaders or bad leaders. It doesn't mean they are beyond critique, though. And in Mm -hmm. some sense, applying a biblical lens, having some biblical wisdom, and you hope that you have some level of maturity as you bring a critique, there's a necessity for understanding where our leaders sit when it comes to our Christian ethics. How do you Mm -hmm. see that? Because clearly there's an awful lot of Victorians who would be very sad to see Dan Andrews go. The majority of Victorians voted for him. So how do you see that? Christians praying (laughs) for our leaders. Yep. Well, two things there. Uh, As to those happy to see him gone versus those who are sad. Well, look, we really are getting in the West today to a place where you got two kinds of people, those who benefit from big brother government, those who are on the government teat, those who either are employed by government and ever-expanding public service, so-called, or, you know, get benefits, entitlements of all kinds. It's the old Santa Claus routine, right? Who's not going to vote for Santa? If you get all kinds of free stuff and goodies, you're always going to support Santa. And uh, those who benefited from, uh, you know, Andrews and all the money he's been throwing around, well, sure, they'll miss him. But the rest of us who had to pay for all this, those of us who had to suffer greatly as we see taxes go up, energy costs go up, price of living go up, simply buying food to put on the table go up. Uh, we know, you know, we're the ones who have had to bear the brunt of all this. Now, sure, as far as prayer goes, Uh, My old pastor used to rightly say, if you criticize somebody a bunch, but don't pray for him, guess what? That's gossip. However, if you pray with the criticism, uh, well, that's a different kettle of fish. And I can say with all honesty, look, just about every single day for years now, every day I've been praying for Dan Andrews. And I've said before, there's a great prayer. It's fully biblical. I was, you know, not just Dan Andrews, could be any number of people. Lord, either improve or remove, right? Either get him wonderfully saved, turn him into a great Christian, let righteousness and justice reign in Victoria and elsewhere, or one way or another, move him out of the picture. And it's interesting, just about two weeks ago, I wrote a piece uh, looking at the book of Daniel, right, which talks so much about God is in charge of the nations. And in that piece, I actually said, look, whether it's, uh, you know, the thug running North Korea or on a lesser scale, you know, Macron, France or Trudeau in Canada or Dan Andrews in Victoria, 
Every one of these, their days are numbered. They're not going to be around forever. They might think they're invincible, but sorry, God is in control. And that was, what, two weeks ago I penned that piece. So, you know, I'm not claiming to be a prophet all of a sudden or the son of a prophet. But, hey, when I heard the news, uh, I thought, wow, there you go. I mean, well, I've been praying this. A lot of Christians have been praying this. So I would say this is answer to prayer. In some sense, people will say he was a bad egg. Uh, He was not a good leader. Uh, Let's talk about his popularity for a few moments because, as we're saying, so many Victorians voted for him. Uh, Three elections in a row, in fact. His communication skills, his leadership skills, if there's something to glean from Dan Andrews and his legacy, is there something that uh, either conservative or Christian leaders need to learn from the way that he was able to push through and stand firm a backbone of steel, even though we might even acknowledge that backbone was uh, a backbone that was leading to an anti-Christian agenda. Uh, Thoughts here for the things we might learn about his leadership? Yeah, well, look, there's two kinds of leadership, godly leadership, principled leadership, and, uh, you know, whatever it takes to get in power and stay in power. So I think the latter we can say was Dan. He was very good at getting in power, at judging the electorate, at trying to communicate his spin on things. And he was very good at reading how he could get away with things, right? He spent zillions of our tax dollars on social media and how to deal with the media. That was a big part of his legacy. Uh, You know, he, uh, well, he knew that, as I already said, if half of your population lives on government benefits and so on, uh, they're always going to vote for you, right? Because they benefit by whatever the government does. So that's part of the deal. He knew that, well, a lot of people won't like him, but he, he can ignore them. As long as he can get that 50 plus percent who will benefit, you know, he can keep doing new programs. He can keep throwing more money around taxpayer dollars. He is not going to be around to pick up the pieces in, in terms of the debt. I think it was $3 billion when... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, you know, first taking office some nine years ago now, up to uh, 200, going to go up to $300 billion in debt. Somebody's got to pay for that. Dan Andrews won't. He's going to go, by the way, with a $150,000 a year retirement package for life, right? A lot of people think he should get life. Yeah, life in prison. Not uh, uh, tax dollars funding him in a lavish lifestyle, plus he'll probably get some other cushy jobs as well. So, look, he was the ultimate politician in, I think, the wrong sense of the word. You know, if, if you're talking about a godly, principled, you know, let's really look at the, the best of the community of everyone. Well, that we can't say of Dan Andrews, but in terms of how to get in power, how to stay in power, how to manipulate in fact, put terror into the media, right? Nobody challenged him. Well, that was a big part of his legacy. And of course, we can't stop there. We have to say simply for the last three elections, we had no opposition, right? Where were the libs? They should have landed a thousand blows on him by now, but they've done nothing, absolutely nothing. When you're looking just like a pale version of labor uh, and you have nothing of difference to offer the electorate, guess what? People will keep going back to the devil they know than the devil they don't know. And the libs have got as much themselves to blame for all this as anything Dan Andrews has done. 
Bill, what about all of the anti-Christian legislation that has passed yeah. under yeah. Dan Andrews? Uh, what are your thoughts here? Is there any optimism that there might be some repeal of some of those anti-Christian <coughs> measures? Yeah. Uh, thoughts yeah. here for what might be coming as we move forward? Well, that's always the tough one, isn't it? It's a lot easier to pass a law, right, than to undo it. Once you pass a law, very hard to nullify it or rescind it. Uh, and, well, as we already said, if you get a, a weak opposition who's really labor light anyways, well, is John Basuto going to do anything to deal with our abortion laws, our vilification laws, our uh, sexuality legislation. Is he going to do anything to roll back the clock? I don't think so. So as long as you have weak wonders uh, like Basuto in the party, you know, kicking out great champs, by the way, Christians, conservatives like Maura Deeming, well, I don't think Labor's going to undo any of these laws. And if you have a weak opposition, they're not going to do anything. So, look, I mean, we're glad uh, Andrews is gone. As we say, next three years, will the replacement be any better? In one sense, it's hard to say how how could anybody be worse than Dan Andrews. But, look, I mean, most of the ones in Labor are of his faction, socialist left, hardcore secular socialist left there's a small mild kind of right side to victorian labor but you know their chances of getting anywhere fast are pretty slim so between labor doing what it keeps on doing and the libs having zero impact at least at this stage uh well i'd like to see some of these things overturned i'd like to see some of these horrible laws change but at the for the time being it doesn't look like it's going to happen well, I'll point listeners uh, to your latest articles and uh, no doubt there's probably more coming on just what's happening with all of the transitions in Victoria. But the one we've been talking about today on the biggest political news this week, the dictator departs, let the celebrations begin. And you'll be able to read what Bill Muhlenberg has written at BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch. Bill, thanks so much for great insights once again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.